Welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable coming to you live from bbsradio.com station two. My name's Caroline Oceana Ryan and I'll be your host for this evening. And I'm here with my really wonderful co-hosts, energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Banayak, energy healer, Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, our faction three white knights, Rama, Berkowitz and Tara Green, and friend of the friend of the show, Micah Green. So, all right, uh, I just want to quickly give the recite some of the law of one and let that set the tone for the evening. Our guest in the second hour is going to be Raven Many Voices, who's an amazing spiritual counselor, intuitive medium teacher. We're going to be talking about. Uh, the fairy realm and dragons, which is always incredible fun with uh, our wonderful friend Raven. So that's in the second hour. But let's start this first hour briefly with the law of one. We are all one. When one is helped, all are helped. Therefore, in the name of who I am, and I am one with all there is, I ask that only that which is for the higher good of all, happen now and always. I give thanks. It is done, so mote it be. So remembering that beautiful image, that beautiful vision of unity, we want to encourage you to call in because you're part of what's happening this evening. If you've got a comment, a question for any of the co-hosts or our guests, please do call in and the numbers to call for station two are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841. Wonderful. So as always, to start us off, our friend Vinayak has been kind enough to offer to do the meditation again. And so we're always happy to have him do that. So Vinayak, I'll pass this talking stick to you and uh, let you off that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Caroline. It's my pleasure to be here and Greetings to all of our listeners, and now's the time for just yourself. So take some deep breaths, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. And allow these next few minutes just for yourself. Allow yourself to be held by the presence of the divine. The energy that you are made of. The energy that gives you breath. 
As you breathe, can you allow yourself to feel the gratitude for this now moment in time? Allow yourself to appreciate who you are and be thankful that you are here right now in this moment. We only have this moment. And the next moment. And the next. And each one is infused with life. As you breathe. Feel that presence of who you are. Now and allow that your very being to begin to sink or to experience the support of Mother Earth beneath you. Wherever you are, feel the nurturing love and the continuous support of Mother Earth. Can you feel yourself being grounded now with your energy and Mother Earth energy connected? Can you deepen your presence with your breath? Deepen your awareness with each breath you take. Celebrating this now moment. And feel the energy up into your body. And notice that the deeper you anchor, the more energy you experience coming back to you. Like the roots of a tree seeking the depths of the water in Mother Earth. Can you allow yourself to be that thirsty for the nurturance from the Divine Mother, this beautiful planet that we inhabit? 
can feel these energies rise up into your body. And as you feel the energy coming into your body, can you relax and soften and deepen even more? Almost as if you're floating. Totally relaxed and comfortable. Feeling the energies rise now in your body. Rising into your heart. And resting there. For a moment. Expanding the gratitude that you have for this life that you live. For the abundance that is available. Let the energies begin to rise now all the way up to your body. your throat, your third eye, that beautiful thousand-petal lotus called your crown. And begin to sense the energies rising. Feel that energy going as high as it wants to go, expanding your beingness as it does so, and let's go all the way to the sun of the central suns. Feel the love going back down through your body from this beautiful sun father of all perfect balance of masculine and feminine energy flowing down through your body and back into your crown back into your third eye where you begin to see into the unknown Trusting and knowing that you're safe. Bring that energy down into your throat. 
and perhaps you have an intention you'd like to speak for. Perhaps more abundance. Perhaps asking for guidance and direction. Comfort. Feel that presence of love supporting you as you flow gently down into your heart. This heart energy is now expanding beyond your physical body. Beyond the house that you are in, the city you live in, the countryside, the country. Allow yourself to expand. Become aware of how that feels as you embrace the entire planet, the galaxies, you can even embrace the unknown. This massive void where it all begins. Let yourself now share that abundance, share that love that you are. Share your essence, your beingness, the energy that you're made of, the frequency that you vibrate, and share that with all beings on planet Earth and our galactic brothers and sisters. was so beautifully stated before we started this meditation. Recall the law of one. And feel the energy of the oneness as the energy you've expanded and flows right back to you. Increased and amplified. Deepening your relaxation, your receptivity, your very being expanded now into all that is.
for indeed we are one. Take a deep breath. Breathe in and breathe out. Acknowledge who you are. Remember why you are here. And celebrate you. Celebrate your life. As I say, namaste. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vinayak. My friend, thank you. Very beautiful. And that's a lovely beginning to our evening. So, all right, let's go around and just get some energy updates from all the co-hosts and our friends as well. Uh, Penny has joined us and Micah is here. And um, I I can tell you for my part, the energies are powerful. That's all I'm going to say. The sun is having fun with us and uh, sending up incredible solar flares. And I know Rama confirmed that on the abundance call last night. And I think we've all been feeling it even before then. So uh, we're in a huge transition on this planet. It's, it's absolutely astounding. But um, I don't know, co-hosts, who would like to go first with just a short energy update? Um, let's see here. I don't know. Uh, Randy, would you like to comment at all? Thank you, Caroline. I'll take a talking stick for a few minutes. Sure. Very simple. If you haven't got straps, and really good boots on your surfboard, you're going to be in problems because the energies are getting very, very high. We haven't even crested the wave yet. We're still on the way up. So when we get to that peak, who knows when that's going to be? We're going to have to ride the wave out. And that's what we're doing right now energetically. Everybody, everybody is noticing and getting this information in one way or another. I have noticed on certain YouTube channels I follow that the camaraderie over the past few months has got bigger, better, stronger. They're laughing more. They're having more fun. That shows you the average person's energy fields are changing. They don't know why they're changing, but they are. So imagine when that TV set That iPhone, that Samsung phone, your iPad, your tablet, all that stuff. Huh. When Ashtar comes on there and says, I have an announcement. That is what we're all waiting for, is the announcement. But the energy in the universe has already announced that we're in that high energy field and we're continuing upward. I pass the talking stick. All right. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Randy. Um, Vinayak or Penny, have you got anything you'd like to contribute? Vinayak, do you think? Um, I just found I just found right. the right buttons, and the answer is no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, thank you, Penny. <laughs> 
Uh, Vinayak, if you would like to offer. Um, okay, you're passing on that. All right. Omina, would you like to offer any energy update? We can well, pass I don't know if I have it. an energy update, but I most certainly will tell you what the energy is going to do to you. That's an update. That qualifies. Yes. So, and it's mostly a word of caution not to go off the deep end about what's happening to you because anything that's hidden within you, anything that's hidden in a relationship, let's put it this way, anything that's in the shadows of the soul is going to come out because the energy is there to move old energy. We cannot ascend, you might say, with old heavy-duty energy from whatever lifetimes. And they're always from lifetimes, but not from every single lifetime. We bring it in because we haven't worked on it before. So it's really a matter of listen to your soul, go with the ego of the soul, which it is gratitude, observance, and encouragement. I got it backwards, I guess. But anyway, always, if you don't know what to do, step back. Just observe what's happening. If you're in a relationship and there's stuff coming up, step back, observe, see what's happening. Listen. People will tell you who they are when you listen. It's amazing. You don't have to add, you don't have to control because you're going to be in trouble if you do. So if you find that energy coming, if it exhausts you, take a nap. If it exhausts you with the person you're with, take a walk. If they're coming at you about something, say, excuse me one minute, walk out the door and come back 50 minutes later. These are great coping mechanisms and recognize that it's part of the earth cleansing itself. It's part of the whole spiritual movement. We can't see it, but we certainly can feel it. On that, I pass the talk stick back to you, Carol. Thank you so much, Amina. I think that that's very valuable input. And it's very, um, it's true that it's going to be affecting other people. And we've got to be aware of that as well as the fact that it's affecting each of us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent input. So thank you. So um, I don't know, uh, Micah, do you have a report from uh, Professor Kesh or... Uh, any other comment? We'll pass the talking stick to you. Thank you very much, Caroline. <clears throat> and greetings to all of our listeners from around the globe and throughout the cosmos. What I can comment on is the new energies coming in. <clears throat> um, I've been reconnecting with some of my friends that I've been out of touch with for uh, over a decade. And the vibe right across the board right now is massive uh new energy coming in it's really exciting to see um all the all of much more on the younger crowd that are all um getting on board with just you know one of my friends i reconnected with he he lives in texas in a sovereign state in texas and uh it's like you talk to these people, you say about the pandemic, they're like, what pandemic? They don't even register. Like, they're so focused. It's all spiritual um, medicines, vibes, and uh, focused on creating, uh, they want to create new 
sanctuaries and and retreat centers with hot springs and medicine and all of these amazing things and uh uh it's just really uh incredible to see all of the youth and the younger generation that are really focused on creating a new world together um uh and also this this new gen coin and these other things that are coming down the pipes that are i believe are part of nastara in terms of uh financial blessings and humanitarian projects uh for those that are not aware yet i strongly encourage you to look into this new gen coin opportunity which is based on humanitarian projects for example there coins that are backed by real tangible assets they're the only crypto coins i know of on the market backed by real tangible assets and humanitarian projects for example the uh, the hemp coin which the uh, they're purchased land and they're building hemp processing facilities uh they have an energy coin which is backed by new energy technologies uh these are real projects that have real essential backing to them that are helping uplift humanity into um into this new world and so uh this this kind of new um education for people to learn how to generate uh generational wealth for their families and stuff like that this is all happening and it's really exciting because i don't think we've really ever had this opportunity before in history um you know and so anyways that's my uh small report for tonight and i will pass the talking stick back to you caroline thank you very much wonderful thank you mica that is great um so rama and tara um if you've got an energy update that would be great to hear and so we'll pass that talking stick over to you. Greetings, everyone. Uh, as we've been hearing, Rama, don't you agree that it's all new now? The new yes. energies are on the front, uh, and uh, the old energies are fading into the uh, into the. Into Never Never Land or whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, what I've been seeing with, you know, the, if you go to spaceweather.com and look at that opening in the sun that happened in the last 24 hours, I don't know how many Earths would fit in that coronal hole. Yet, I mean, there are beings coming out and ships from the sun and the energies are getting raised to exponential levels. And this is creating what Greg Braden talks about, climate disruption, consciousness raising and conflict. And this happened... The last time around when we went through a huge cycle, and that was 26,826 years ago when Nibiru passed through this neighborhood of the solar system. 
and more recently, the last 6,000 years. Yeah. That's the yeah, last period where, where it was recorded. And yeah. we're experiencing the same kinds of things that have to do with all the elements are asking us to tune in and speak with them. And it raises the energies so there are not climate disruptions like, you know, I heard that maybe a thousand homes got destroyed somewhere near Louisiana or in New Orleans and two people uh, went over the rainbow and and that traveled up through a different states in the Midwest and all the way up to the Northeast. When the various things. Elements are not happy. They are going to react in ways in which how the energies form in a way for us to let us know. They're not happy with that. us. <laughs> the elements are saying, you know, cool your jets, send more love. And I well, could... there's higher energies overlaying that too, you know. Yeah. Yet the correction of the course in terms of ending the fossil fuel system is now. It is now. About 40 years ago, it would have been good, but now is better than not now. And um, so this is Friday from His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Compassion is to have a sense of concern for others and the community. Look at today's world. We are interdependent. We can't, we can't think only of my nation's interests. We have to take the whole world into account. Let us live happily together, helping each other rather than fighting. This is Friday from the King of Swords. I received a text message from the King of Swords at 12.10 p.m. early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, go and listen to Kryon instead of me telling you how many bodies I have stacked to the sky. Let us focus on the spring equinox and the return of the Christ. Satnam Namaste, Violet Fire. And then on Monday, um, the Dalai Lama had a story on, um, I think this is on PBS, and it's how he escaped into exile from occupied Tibet in 1959. And I think this is on PBS on March 31st. And this is Monday. I received the text message from number 15 at 1210 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flares are raising up the vibrations available here on Mother Earth. We as human beings, all, all we are being asked to do 
is stay in our high heart and in a receiving mode, willing to embrace these loving energies. All we are saying, remember, we are the ones we have been waiting for. As we move through land and on into Palm Sunday, April 10th, into Holy Thursday, April 14th, Good Friday the 15th, Holy Saturday the 16th, and Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day, April 17th, be the love you are in, every thought, word, and deed. Satnam Namaste, Blaze of Divine Fire. This is Tuesday. I received the call from Lady Master Nada at 12.15 today, early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, I will repeat the words of Secretarial, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez of the United Nations, who said today before the UN, war is never the answer. Dialogue is how we heal this. Lady Nada continued. The ships are everywhere in our skies. Let me show you. Then from outside the entrance to the UN, Lady Nada held up her cell phone to the sky, and I saw numerous lenticular cloud ships in the sky. Um... Where was that again, Rama? What's on? What's what, sister? Where was that again? The ships in the sky, the the cloud ships, in other words? Over uh, downtown Manhattan, the center, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, Hmm. right over Rockefeller Center. Yeah, that's about Midtown. Yeah. Okay, thank Uh, you. Go ahead. Yes, sorry. Some of the ships were in the process of decloaking. I had this sense of great excitement inside my heart. Then Lady Nada continued, the captain will take to the airwaves any minute. The drama going on in Ukraine with Russia has to do with the empire's deep state operating as the fingers of Sauron in the world. Void, of course, and of any ethics or principles regarding revisiting activities years back in Syria, in Aleppo in particular, in the last three or four days, the Western media have been attributing the use of of sarin gas and the bombing of Aleppo in 2014, to the doings of Russia. Yet this is not Putin. It is the deep state, our deep state, doing along with their deep state, as we have said recently in the Western media news, they have been misinforming the public. It is a giant cover-up story of what happened in Syria in 2014, and who really did it. This is in an effort to whitewash the record of genocide at the hands of the West, 
and instead to blame Putin for all of these atrocities committed by the United States then in 2014 and now in 2022. All we are saying is give peace a chance. All of heaven is here and present. Call us in as you want to get on the starships and go into space. You must go into the space of your heart now and always. Spring is here along with the goddess. Satnam Namaste, place the violet fire. <coughs> and then on Wednesday, Tom, the ringtail cat, and Sweet Angelique, the cat, called me at 12.15 early that afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are at Stonehenge for sunrise. The energies coming in are awesome. The dark side is lost. They are playing with old energy. Infinite samsara is over. The light coming in is transforming everything. Pay no attention to the celluloid images on the screen. Stay in the high heart. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is today. I received a call from Tom the cat. Sweet Angelique and the Poppy Lady at 1210 early this afternoon. They all said to me, Lord Rama, there's a huge coronal hole in our son Saul facing Mother Gaia right now. Expect big solar flares in the next three days. This is going to raise the Schumann resonance and increase ascension symptoms. And I have kind of had a headache all day from these energies. I just need to say it's intense. Stay in the high vibes. These energies are opening everyone's high heart, whether they like it or not. The new stories are about more infinite samsara. Leave the infinite samsara at the edge of the Ganges River. The Khazarian Mafia called the Republican Party and the global elite, along with the corporate Democrats, who answer to the fallen angels and all their minions have lost. We, along with our solar system are in a different part of the galactic plane. There are crystalline particles coming in and they are merging with our DNA as we absorb more light. We increase more crystalline in nature. Meditate on that thought. And watch how it changes your reality. Stay in the high heart. Satnam Namaste, blaze the fire. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Yeah, that is wonderful. Thank you so much, Rama. Um, you know, I'm just, 
I feel sometimes I was, you know, I was, I'll presage my comments with this, that I was channeling last week and we'll put out a new channeling this week um, where I was asking John Lennon questions, his spirit. And um, I said, what's going on with these higher beings who will come through and say, it's all going to change soon and full disclosure is coming soon or any minute. And for us here on earth, those of us in a physical body, soon means a few weeks, maybe two or three months. And a lot of your contacts, and I know like some of the channelings I've done and channelings I've read from other people, they've been saying soon for a while now. And he said, well, um, that when you're not in the body or you're not subject to time, you're not sort of the third dimensional base person, um, even if you are in a body or a finer matter than that, in other words, the word soon, you know, the starseed and these higher vibrational beings, they see time differently than we do. Mm-hmm. And it's, do. It, yeah, it's a little tricky. Just when they say soon, they mean, oh, the potential is building in the quantum field and it's coming to critical mass and it could happen, you know, at any time or it could happen a while down the road, but they say, see soon because they see that something building up toward critical mass, at which point we do see it outwardly in our world. And, um, and I said, I, you know, people don't really see it, the word soon that way. And it's almost become a hated word. And I feel like saying to your contacts, when you say through, through Rama, you could be hearing from the captain at any time. I mean, he could be making, Captain Ashtar could be making his announcements at any time. That puts people in the place of thinking it could happen next week. And theoretical, theoretically, it could happen next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, is it helpful to people to hear that? Um, do we? Could, yeah, go ahead. What I, could, what I could say about that, that has been explained to me by Tom and many other folks, like John Lennon said, when the other realms, I call them the nine realms surrounding Earth, along with the other dimensions, time moves differently. And how we might experience time it's a tricky kind of thing Mm -hmm. and Nassim Haramin and others have talked about this like in the short little moment I've been saying this stuff just imagine that we have gone to Alpha Centauri and back that's how fast the energies move And in this dimension, it moves slow, but it's not slow because it is affecting this reality. How it's affecting this reality is we are feeling the compression of the energies where it's sometimes feels like um, enough already. Where is it? Yet, as you 
take a moment and just stop. Just stop everything. Get real silent. Like go out like I do every day and sit and just stop everything and watch your breath. And you'll see how the energies move. That's the only only way I know how to describe it. It may be an abstract explanation, yet you can visibly see the energies moving. And what I'm being told is as you focus on that, it's being in this now moment. And every now moment is now, yet sometimes we need to shift our consciousness to get into that now moment. And it takes, you know, calming oneself down to get to that place of what I could call no time. Yes, Tara. Yeah. Oh, Caroline, I was going to add something. That's sure, yeah. Moment. Um, uh, this weekend, we're going to share something. And the title is Sacred Secrets of Sound. There we go. Call alliteration there. Uh, yet, um, there's a whole crew of major teachers that are collaborating in a half an hour discussion on this issue. <clears throat> such as Greg Braden, Dr. Teresa Bullard, William Henry, Robert Grant, Asim Haramin, Billy Carson, um, Kimba Arem, Dr. Robert Gilbert, Jeff, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, John Ballou, Jonathan Goldman, Jeff. Uh, the point is we're all talking about the same thing. They ask here, many have heard at first there was the word. Yet, does this really mean all of existence first sprang from sound? Connecting religions, magic, modern physics with ancient knowledge of Egypt, Tibet, native tribes, origin stories of religions, and more experts across fields use sacred geometry and quantum physics to analyze humanity's universal links with sound. Okay, and is this going to be on a, can you tell us what... um... What network that's going to be on? Gaia TV. Gaia TV, yeah, but Gaia. we're gonna we're gonna play it from there. Sure. Uh, okay. Probably not till Saturday, but that's just exactly what what it is. It's about color, sound, and vibration synergizing our consciousness, and it's a lot easier. I am experiencing as I meditate and I work with group uh, and color and sound and vibration. Uh, it's a, it's a, a lot easier to see this linearity from a cosmic perspective instead of the other way around. I think that's something we're working toward. I hope. Yes, I hear you. Uh, you know, and this is what uh, John Lennon was saying today um, as well is that uh, you know our brains are fun- starting to function differently. So I think we're dealing with even concepts like um, time, etc. We're dealing with it very differently now. Um, than we used to. We're starting to get, like Rama was saying, higher dimensional understanding of different concepts and also going into the heart space, which doesn't live in time at all. So, uh, Randy, did you have a comment about time? Go ahead. Thank you, Caroline. 
Time doesn't exist. Clocks exist. Yeah. Time is just an agreed upon construct. We have taken distance, one rotation of the Earth and one orbit of the Sun, divided it up into segments, then given those segments labels, well, it has its uses. We have been programmed to live our lives by this construct as if it were real. We have confused our shared construct with something that is tangible and thus have become its slave. But think like a proton, because protons always travel at the speed of light. From the perspective of a proton, there is no such thing called time. A proton emitted by a galaxy billions of year, light years away might take billions of years to reach the Earth, but for the proton, zero time has elapsed during its journey. I pass the talking stick. Yeah, yeah. Excellent point. Excellent point. And this is what we're coming into. Absolutely. Um, that just w- was such... Um, when Rama was I think Omina had a point, too. Oh. Oh, Omina? Yes. I'm sorry, yes. yes, go ahead. Well, Pass us okay. to Q. Well, mine is a lot more practical and down to work in terms of time. I agree with Randy. There is no time because if our bodies go by its own rhythm, everything goes by its own rhythm. But with all the energies, you have to remember it has to go through four levels of consciousness before a person can make that paradigm shift because you have the inner consciousness, you have the subconsciousness, then you have the conscious mind, and then you have the super conscious mind. Now, as I said earlier, with the energies coming in, if none of those consciousness are opened as the inner or the sub or the super, the energy is going to open it up. Some people will leave the earth because they can't handle that. Others, if they're listening, read up about it. If anybody in the audience has questions about it, talk to us. It's like, just read about it so that you can navigate through it. We were talking about the power of one. The power of one is that we all have all all human souls other souls have those level of consciousness and everything, everything is stored in there. It's either in the shadows, it's hidden, it's buried somewhere, but it's there. Don't let it frighten you as the energies move through it. The energies come to transmute the old energies. Energy doesn't die. It just transmutes into a higher level of energy. So please, be nice to yourself and be nice to everybody else. With that, I pass the talk as <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Omina. I think that needed to be said because this is part of why we do this show is to have an open forum for when people feel confused, exhausted, maybe upset, right. rattled by all these changes coming at once in addition to the earth, the world situation, uh, looking a little mad, slightly mad. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. That, that is the whole point of the oneness community. And, um, you know, I, I have to agree with Michael. He's talking about things presaging Nasara, like crypto coin and like this uh, community in Texas who they aren't obviously aren't watching the news. And to me, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a tiny bit 
cloistered and yet good for them releasing the madness you know and stepping out of it absolutely so all right um i think that our guest is here so all right wonderful i want to give the numbers again in case anyone has a question for our guest raven many voices who's a phenomenal psychic and intuitive and knows so much about the fairy realm and the dragon uh clans and the numbers to call for station two are 888-429-5471, 888-429-5471, or you can call 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841. So let's- I believe we have Raven on line one. Sorry to interrupt, Caroline. Yes, indeed. I will bring her on in a moment. Thank you, Micah. Um, So Raven Many Voices is a well-known and gifted spiritual counselor, intuitive, medium, and teacher. She's been providing spiritual guidance to people seeking wisdom for more than 25 years. And Raven's ability to access the many traditions and spiritual realms have led her to become a voice for spirit. She incorporates healing modalities from around the world into an easy and accessible format for those exploring spiritual healing, spirit guides, and soul communication. Raven is is highly attuned to both the ascended masters and angelic realms and to the ancestors and earth spirits in service of healing ourselves, our communities, and our planet. She applies these teachings through writing, energetic and gemstone healing, spiritual counseling, online classes, and sacred ceremonies. I have always been thrilled by Raven's work. I've seen her on um, or heard her on telesummits, and she's always got wonderful stories to tell. So, um, Raven, welcome. Are, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Wonderful. So uh, we kind of decided to dedicate this next hour to talking about the fairy realm if you want to throw in a few dragon stories, I won't stop you. <laughs> so, um, but can you tell us, just give us a bit of your own history so that our listeners have an idea of where you're coming from with this. Did you become aware of the fairy realm at a very young age? And, and how did you become aware? Well, like many of us that were latchkey kids, I'm I'm dating myself with that term, but for uh, us kids, only kids, only child, and having to have both parents work, we had to get ourselves dressed and comb our hair and get our lunch packed and walk ourselves or take the bus to school. And, And I was a walker, so I had to walk the many blocks to school by myself, starting right there at first grade. So I was really young when I had to walk by myself to school. And with that, as any young kid, you want companionship. You get lonely. You, you want, you're afraid. So I called out. And so the spirits of nature, of animals, the fairies, the dragons, they were my companions who walked me to school that would keep me out of trouble. They would, you know, help me to 
see any dangers, but fun things, find the coins on the street. Uh, they would whisper and keep me companion. Again, spending a lot of hours after school by myself. So they would help me with my homework. They would play silly games with me and encourage me to explore the natural world. And actually, as I made more friends, everybody always wanted to play my games because the fairies always shared really good games with me. <laughs> so. Ever since I was very little, I've always been able to see the fairies and play with them. And oftentimes, they made more sense than sometimes the other silly boys and girls on the playgrounds. <laughs> so I would hang out and play with them quite a bit. That is wonderful. But I mean, you so you could see them in your mind's eye or actually physically or just hear them? All, all of the above. I could see them as wisps of light. I could see them. I'm a seer in the very classical sense. So I can visually see them. They would peek around trees and make silly faces. I could see them in the bark of a tree as it turned into a face and winked at me. I could smell their perfume and smell. And I'm, I'm seeing it right now in spring. You know, I can smell lilacs and flowers and all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, for weeks now, before anything started blooming, because they're so active right now, they're trying to get our attention. And with spring now, with my daffodils and, and dandelions just popping here with the sunshine we had this last weekend, they are very busy. So I see them as lights. I can smell them. I can feel them. Um, I was just on a telesummit show, and I literally watched Louise Manson of uh, Monday the magical they pulled her hair during our whole entire talk in the video you can actually watch her hair actually moving <laughs> they're pulling her hair so oh my I, gosh. I just to oh be funny, yeah just they're, they're hilarious they have such a sense of humor you know they like to borrow things so growing up I've, i always got used to the gleaming fairies that like to steal my car keys my jewelry my money anything they could get their hands on but they were always nice and gave them back to me so i i've had a real personal relationship with them the dragons and all kinds of fairy creatures for for all of my life and and still going <laughs> Well, my my next slightly silly question is, sometimes I hear that they're three or four feet tall, about the size of a small child, and sometimes I hear they're only a few inches tall. Uh, do you see them in different heights? Oh, definitely. Well, just like we, we come in all kinds of different colors and sizes, uh, so do they. they. They really are very different from their different environments. So, you know, here in the Northwest, where I live, Seattle, Washington, in our wooded areas, the Native peoples have always talked about the stickmen, and I've experienced them. So when you're walking through the woods out here, you can be by yourself, but it will sound like someone is stepping on sticks, like breaking sticks, that crunching sound all around you. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, someone else is following me on the trail. But you realize it's the nature spirits. And they look like a bunch of sticks that has arms and legs and little beady eyes looking at you. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a good example of a local one here in, in Seattle, Washington, but everywhere around the world, you know, when we tend to think of fairies, we tend to think of th Tinkerbell, 
Let, let, let's just put it out there. Peter Pan, yes. Tinkerbell, with little wings and little brass flittering around. That would be a sprite, actually. We have to call Tinkerbell what she really is. She's a sprite, and sprites are of the air realm. So they are of the element air. So a good way to kind of look at the fairy kingdom, which is an umbrella term for all these different beings of the fae, and that's the fair-skinned ones, or F-A-E, fae people, they they really are, a good way to divide them is by elemental. So when I say elemental, I'm talking the four basic elements here, fire, water, earth, and air. And if you do that, then it's a little bit easier to recognize all the different kinds of fairies. So yes, there are fairies that are three feet tall. I have some stories to share with you. I had a three foot tall fairy named Sammy who terrorized my cats. She liked to ride my cats like a bull. (laughs) My poor cat wouldn't even come down the stairs when Sammy (laughs) was there. Holy cow. And then there's a little like borrowers. So our book, the famous book called The Borrowers, those are the little people that live in the walls. Those have been documented through history and folklore forever. And yes, they're usually the ones that like to borrow your nice spoons from your china cupboard to your keys to anything else that they can get your hands on. You've got gnomes that live in your garage that like to use your power tools and keep an eye over things. You even have a, com- a computer gnome. I guarantee all of you that are sitting at your computers right now have a little fairy spirit that actually watches over your electronics. And that's kind of handy. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's really good news considering what this Mac cost me. <laughs> Right, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I don't want to forget yeah. the creatures, too. So we're, we tend to think of fairies as the little humanoid, little red cap, little gnomes with their beards and the red caps, which are so popular right now. You can see Easter gnomes right now. You, the gnomes are very, very popular. But don't forget the fairies with the wings. But we also have so many other creatures, manticores, mermaids, unicorns, and dragons can get thrown in there, too. There is a lot of different beings that are considered the fairy umbrella. So it's it's a confusing term when we say fairy. Are we talking about that three-foot fairy with the yellow dress and the wings chasing my cat? Or are we talking about the ginormous mountain giant that is as big as a mountain? Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say to you... Um, have you had experience with the, I, I prefer to call them nature spirits because they can take many different forms. Have you had experience with the ones like, uh, say, that are water spirits? Um, and um, yes, the, the air sprites, that, that's one. There are spirits in water and there are spirits in trees as well. Uh, I think oh, yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. And have you had experience with all of those? Oh my gosh, all of it, all of the above. So let's go through each element. This will be fun and name off a couple different spirits. So let's start with that dryad. Yes, that's definitely considered an earth element, dryad. So for those of you that are not familiar with the term dryad, it is actually a tree spirit. So for those of you that have watched Lord of the Rings and saw the part with Mary and Pippin talking to the Ent or the walking tree shepherd, that's a dryad. 
So it is a living tree spirit that whispers. And the cool thing is they communicate through the rustling of their leaves. So when you talk to a dryad, it is the sound of wind going through their leaves is how they communicate. Wow, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of times our different trees, like I do videos in my backyard and the ginormous 100-foot cherry tree that's always pictured behind me is double duty. That's a dryad and it also is the guardian for the fairy portal that's in that tree. (laughs) So I've got a great video right there. Yeah, I have. Yes, I do. It's a portal. It's energy and it flows into my videos. I have a great video called Greetings from the Fairy Realm on my YouTube channel, Raven Mini Voices. If you go there and watch, I kid you not, if you look at the video, you can see the tree and you can see all these little bugs flying in a circle. That's the fairies. They photobombed my video. They totally showed up in the video. And a bumblebee, so you're right, they shapeshift. So one of the things that fairies like to do is they will shapeshift into a bee, a bug, a butterfly, and they get really close to you, even hummingbirds or birds. And they'll get really close to check you out, to check your heart and see if your heart's open and you're willing to interact with them. So during the video, when I mentioned that, I literally had a bumblebee bounce off my forehead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sense of humor. Yeah. So, so Earth, you got Dryad. You know, I mentioned the Stickman. That would be of Earth. Um, oh. I've had uh, stone golems or stone little trolls that will move the stones around. The fairies love it when I go hunting for stones. They'll actually bring the crystals or the stones to me. I'll look, not see it, turn away, look back, and there's literally a crystal sitting on top of my foot. <laughs> I'll give you all a hint. Fairies love tobacco. That's right, tobacco. So tobacco, and I like getting the natural tobacco, so native spirit or a natural blend. And it has always been used to carry prayers and to give back to nature. So, you know, again, getting away from the chemical processing and all that, and you get back to the natural leaf tobacco, it's like catnip for fairies. When I have a pouch in my pocket, even if I triple knot that pouch, they will untie it and about five feet into the hiking trail I'm walking on, that thing will be untied and tobacco will be spilling out of my pocket everywhere. <laughs> oh no. Oh, my they love God. it. So when I go for stones or, you know, this is something with working with those nature spirits, again, another name for fairies is to honor them. You know, when we walk into that state park or that hiking trail, or even your local park in your neighborhood, That's their home. That's their house. And you're walking into their house. And we forget this. So when you're walking in the woods and you want to interact with those those fairies, those nature spirits, you want to have that encounter. You want to knock on the door. You want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Raven, and I'm going to walk this trail today. And here, I'm leaving this offering of tobacco for you and really want to thank you for letting me in your house. This is huge. We really need to learn respect and really think of nature and these beings, even if we can't see them, as our brothers and sisters, as a house that we're walking into. And when we're polite like this, we get rewarded 
they get so excited. They leave all kinds of gifts on the trail for us, a feather, a, a seed pod, an acorn, a crystal. So this is how I always find my crystals is because I give that tobacco offering and then they just can't wait to bring me the stone or the crystal I'm looking for. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. We have got a caller. Destiny from Illinois is online too. Destiny. Um, so is that all right if we take a caller, Raven? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Destiny, are you there? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. Hey, Raven. <laughs> hey. Hi, hey, woman. I miss you. Awesome. Good to hear from you. <laughs> I I just want to hear the call. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm into fairies, too. I think I actually have some as a guide. So I, I'm cool with just listening right now. Oh, um, you got some big fairy guides behind you, though, and they're excited to work with you this year. Oh, I'm ready to work with them, too. All I've been doing is. Clearing and healing, clearing and healing. I'm ready for something fun. <laughs> Good. Well, and that's what the fairies are doing. They're trying to bring that fun back because you have been digging so deep and doing all the healing. You got a little serious. So you've got one. You've got a purple dressed fairy, like a sprite behind you, and she's blowing bubbles. So that might be good um, to go get yourself some bubbles to get into that mm-hmm. playful mode. And then the other one I see behind you is a turquoise dragon, beautiful turquoise blue-green, and really helping you with uh, navigating your emotions with water. It's a water dragon. So just helping you to navigate your emotions and other people's emotions so that you don't get overwhelmed by the tidal wave of emotions right now because your heart's really opening. So this should help you to be able to expand your awareness, expand your healing you're doing, especially for other people, without getting overwhelmed or taking on their baggage. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. Does he have a name? Should I call him something? Or I want to say Merkel. <laughs> I want to say Merkel, but you <laughs> sit with it. Dragons are always funny that way. They always kind of give you a pet name, and then you have to sit with it to see if it that fits so but i like murky like murky water but merkel (laughs) oh wow oh thank you for that that's so nice i so needed that all right i love you and i'll talk to you soon blessings my dear blessings (laughs) thank you destiny uh we now have valerie from california on line three valerie can you hear us all right are you there possibly not (laughs) <laughs> heard that beep 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 sound uh valerie please call back in um if you've got a question or comment you know that's fine and randy you had a question for raven isn't that right that's correct hi raven uh, hey, randy. when i lived when i lived in bangkok there was a fairy that was in a a long branch of a tree that hanged from up high down onto them. Every time I cut the grass, I had to lift it and make sure she said, don't you dare disturb my home. I want to know, did she migrate to Canada here with me or is she still back in Thailand? No, yes, she did. I heard a big yes even before you asked it. So yes, that's the cool thing. So this is something for for all everybody listening and this is so cool. So they can hitch a ride and if you have 
branch or a stone or sometimes just your stuff as you're packing it. They sneak in. So, yep, she snuck in and came with you. (laughs) Okay, because I haven't seen her and there's lots of trees around here, so I'll have to. Yeah, put an offering out. You know, think about uh, the offering that that feels the the most correct. So is it that tobacco? Is it a a bowl of of milk? Is a little bit of honey? You can put out an offering there and just call out to her. She was a guardian. So I think she slipped into one of the mini trees and is kind of keeping an eye. She knows better to to get in your way this time. (laughs) So I think she picked a a more hidden spot. But you can call her forward. She definitely wanted to help guard you and, and follow you there you have a fairy mound too in that woods behind your house wow cool okay don't don't touch it is there anything growing on it right now um well it's just look for a pile of rocks or kind of a rocky area and that would be a a great place to make a fairy altar or, or an offering so you can leave it wild and just put like you know, some shiny things out there. There's even edible glitter you can put out so that way it doesn't pollute nature. Those are one of my favorite offerings. So a little bit of that, some chocolate or cornmeal is always really good. You can put that out there as just thanking them for protecting the area around you. So definitely Mother Nature moved you there for a purpose. You you are a guardian of that land and that portal behind your house. Oh, that's not my house, but that's quite interesting. That's a, that <laughs> would be a okay. good We're like, that's Yeah, cool. yeah, totally. It's okay. It's not your house. You're just the guardian of the area as you live there. So think of yourself like an acupuncture needle. You help connect the heavens to earth. So you were brought there to help energize the area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, you for much. what you're doing. You're welcome. Oh, you're Thank you welcome. so much. Thank you so much, Randy. That's fascinating, isn't it? I think it's Valerie is back online too now. Valerie, can you hear us all right? Hear me okay? Yeah, Valerie, are um, you there? Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi. This is, Ar- this is Aria. I'm not sure if Valerie. Oh, Aria. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm I was wondering, wondering if you could tell us more about dragons. I I have a few as guides, and uh, you know I, I wanted wanted to hear hear what you know about them and your experiences and stuff. <laughs> there, yeah, you're in luck. I was on this uh, show just last October talking about dragons. <laughs> so I got I have a nickname of the Dragon Lady for a reason. So definitely. Uh, I work Amazing. quite a bit with the dragons, and you have a fire dragon behind you that's really trying to get my attention. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, the fire dragon's helping you cleanse and clear right now, but it's also helping your metabolism, too. So, dragons, you know, they are, think of them like midwives of the universe. They were here with the creation of Mother Earth. They help, you know, put in place all those elements and and literally watch Mother Earth form herself. So, they're mentors, teachers, and keepers of wisdom. The treasure that, that we oftentimes associate with dragons, this is a really big, big surprise for a lot of people, but we're the treasure. They guard us, they protect us, they watch over us. So, and yes, they keep our different secrets or knowledges. So oftentimes working with the dragons opens up your own connection to magic, but helps you to remember where you've walked before. 
So definitely your dragon crew around you. You have quite a big crew of dragons around you. They're doing just that. They're helping you awaken (laughs) to tap back into your magic, to remember those past lives. You definitely have a Celtic past life. I can feel that and see that. Yeah, Merlin's waving at me too. <laughs> so you definitely have that connection wow. there. But that fire dragon, make sure you, you play with him, okay? He's doing some heavy lifting and cleansing right now for you. Is his, does his, na- is his name happen to be EI by chance? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got goosebumps with that. Nope, that's, that yeah, that's my, tw- that's my twin flame, actually. Nice. Right on. Well, dragon soul, <laughs> and then the Celtic lineage makes sense that I'm picking up on for you, because uh, a lot of the Druid Celtic dragon brotherhood were descended from dragons. Dragons and humans got it on. So did the fae, the fairies too. But uh, oftentimes in our Celtic lineage, especially if that is a bloodline for you and roots there in Scotland and Ireland, you probably have some dragon blood in you. So not only your twin flame, but you carry it within you too. So, stoke the fire. Our metabolism of what we eat as dragons is very important. All right. Um, Any um, any more words? uh, um, Any messages from the uh, fire dragon that you'd like to give me? I don't know. Like I said, Eli would really like you to uh, to work on the fire and stoking that fire. So, and that can be for not only your metabolism, your energy, but also just cleansing. So, help 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 him ah. by releasing all those layers, especially energy of other people you're carrying, so they can get back to that heart center. Because with a twin ah. flame, that's always where we have to sit, right in the heart. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Beautiful. Thank you, Arya. Beautiful. So I think mm-hmm. Valerie is is here now. Valerie, can you hear me? Yes. I Excellent. can hear you. Can you hear me? Got a question? Okay. Yes, I do. Oh, Raven, I'm so glad to, to have you on tonight. I um, caught your show in October, and I nice. got so excited. I did work with a dragon, and a second one has come in, and I wondered if they could help with opening my pineal gland. Yes, definitely. That uh, fire that they produce has a, a, a way of going into those different parts of our body that are blocked and literally dissolving away that blockage. So that calcification that a lot of times people talk about around pineal gland and really activating it, clearing it, making it bright and shiny and really opening that third eye, dragon fire really helps with that. Okay. I wondered if um well is the third dragon going to come in or am i going to work with uh, probably one of them who does does blow a lot of fire on me and it's purple um and he goes by the name of royal that's all i got it, will he help me or will another dragon come in well and, and you, you know think about it purple is the color of your third eye <laughs> oh so, I mean, think fire, about a lot of times the color is usually associated to the chakra that they're clearing. So a lot of times the color can change on certain ones, but like my my uh, red fire dragon named Azul, and I always teased him, why in the heck is your name Azul? That means blue. And then he breathed fire on me, and it's blue. And oftentimes it'll help open up my throat chakra. So royal, royal purple, that makes total sense. He's doing a play on the name, and the purple fire is for your third eye. 
Dragons is a family. It's a clan. So you're probably going to get a bunch more of the dragon clan coming in. <laughs> dragon How kin. exciting. Right now, the new one is love. It's pink. She's pink. Yep. She's beautiful. Thin and pink and, and very sleek. <laughs> she gives me lots awesome. of Awesome. Yeah, and okay, remember, you've got messages? fairy dragons to play with, too. So the fairy dragons are smaller dragons with butterfly wings, and they're very connected with the fairies. So with with this year being the year of healing the wounded child, you have fairy dragons to play with, too. Okay. How exciting. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have fun. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Um, our friend Vinayak has a question, and then after that, uh, Omina, and these are our co-hosts, so we'd, we'd better honor them, Raven. <laughs> no ahead, worries. Vinayak. Hello, Raven. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. This is Vinayak, and my question for you is, what advice do you have for our listeners that would like to experience or see or call in dragons, fairies, the elemental kingdoms, um, how can they best do that? Great question. Thank you. Take the, take the words right out of my mouth. Uh, of course, you know, oftentimes when we think of nature spirits and all these different beings is the woods. It is getting out there in the forest, in those wild areas. You know, it is... Um, beautiful. It gets us out of our daily grind and looking around the house at all the projects or apartment things that we need to do or tidy up. So to to get us out of our, our normal environment outside is always the best way, but that's not always practical. So bring something in. So you can get a vase of flowers, get some flowers from local grocery store or florist and bring them in and invite the fairies in to, to take care of the flowers. And then you can sit quietly and watch the flowers. And this is amazing because a lot of times those flower fairies will make the flowers jump or move or bob and weave with no wind in the room. Sometimes you see little balls of light or you feel something, you get a really sweet smell or like something pulling your hair or cobwebs across the face. These are all types of fairy communication greetings. And it's something you can do wherever you're sitting right now, which is awesome. The other one, if you want something really super simple, really easy way to work directly with that elemental kingdom is a candle is light a fire, a real fire, not not one of those fake candles where you have the, the battery that makes it flicker. You can get a real candle. The fire is one of the only elements that it's the purest on our planet. It's not polluted. Because if you think of water, air, and earth, it can be polluted. This fire is very pure. And when you light a candle, you are tapping into the memory of every fire that was lit before you. So every ancestor in your family tree, every person that's ever lit a candle, all the way back to the first fire of creation on this planet. So if you want a communication with a pure elemental fairy spirit, light a candle. It is amazing. That candle will bob and weave. That flame will talk to you. You can actually ask it to bend one way or another way for yes and no, just like a pendulum. And if you can create a relationship with that fire, 
you can have a relationship and have clear communication with anything. It is one of the the, the main first uh, lessons of magic that Merlin taught me, channeled through me. I channeled Merlin. He taught a magical class, and that was the first element we worked with was fire. So there you go. Got some ideas? That is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's very helpful. I'm sure our listeners will love hearing this one. <laughs> I see Merlin Raven. behind you, too, so he's smiling. So he's giving a thumbs up to you, too. <laughs> Do I have uh, fairies or dragons around me? Oh, yeah. You've got a gnome, kind of a, a, a grumpy-looking gnome with a big beard and smoking a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very good. Again, I'll have to bring it to the tobacco. Definitely. Definitely. He's already smoking the pipe. So, yeah, I think he'll double use that, that tobacco. Get, get him some pipe, pipe tobacco. That would be even better. It smells better, too. Yeah, pipe tobacco and a candle. There you go. You're set. All right. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Have a good evening with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. And so, Omina, did you have a question next? Yes. Hi, Raven. Hi. I grew, I grew up in Ireland all around fairies all the time and leprechauns and other beings. In, uh, and, of course, I totally, totally believe in them. I think I'm a little bit afraid of the dragons because I'm afraid I'll use their fire to burn a few people up, and I can't do that. <laughs> but what I do experience, and, I, and I'm just checking with you to make sure, I have had the experience of totally, totally lost something. And I can't find it, and I blame the fairies. Now, that's even happened when I've been in one state it's happened recently where I lost a whole bunch of papers, a checkbook, and I couldn't figure out where it went. And lo and behold, I brought it with me to Boston. Probably two weeks later, I'm up in the Cape visiting my friend, and there I found the whole package. <laughs> and I thought I lost. And I swear the fairies brought it back. Yeah. All I have to do is ask them and they do it. But they're not letting me find my, my, my TV remote. Can't thing disappeared, I can't find it anywhere. So but I was just asking you, do the fairies follow me around? I mean, are they just there for my pleasure, their pleasure? Yeah, well, they're just like uh, your star nation and angels that are trooping behind you. You've got the bandwidth above and below. So you'll think of them as your your mirror image crew of above. Because I can see those above beings that you work with quite a bit. So to help balance those energies, the, the fae, the creatures, the earth creatures are helping balance that energy. So just like a flower, they, they bring the rain, they take care of that flower, they make sure it's getting the nutrients and growing. You are the flower. <laughs> your fairy crew is nurturing you, making sure your elementals are working, working sure your body and your organs are working. And... If you need some support for your knees, because I can feel some tr tightness there in knees down your legs and some of the edema and stuff, ask the fairies to help you. Ask them to help balance the fire inflammation and the water retention. Ask them to balance that in your physical body and they'll help you. 
<laughs> They're all smiling. Thank you. Yeah, they've been trying to give you that post-it note for a while. <laughs> that is wonderful. You'll have to unmute, Omina. I'm sorry I had to mute you because of, of uh, feedback. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I really appreciate that because... Growing up, we were always told not to go into the fairy rings. We had an awful lot of fairy rings because we were little yep. kids running around in the fields, and that was to keep us safe so that so we wouldn't get lost. It wasn't it wasn't about the fairies scaring us, although they did tell us the fairies would take us if we went into the rings. There was actually fairy rings all over the place. Yep. All over the place. So it was, you know, it was just amazing. But the fact about the fire, because I definitely have more fire in me than anything else and and definitely water and fire and no earth <laughs> so they all keep me grounded i thank you you're welcome and, and keep uh keep loving those fairies they're they're doing the hidden job for you oh absolutely i am so grateful and so lucky no doubt thank you oh you're welcome thank you wonderful Thank you so much for answering all these questions, Raven. Um, go ahead. And you, you were talking about the earth spirits. And I'll just also briefly say to our listeners, <clears throat> uh, you're listening to bbsradio.com station two. This is the night at the round table. And our special guest this evening is Raven Many Voices, an amazing spiritual counselor, intuitive medium, teacher, and I would say fairy and dragon experiencer <laughs> and translator <laughs> and maybe a few other things as well. So um, welcome if you've just joined us. And um, so you're talking to us about the earth nature spirits and the air ones. And so uh, do you know about the water ones as well? I'd, I'm an Aquarian on the cusp of Pisces. So <laughs> water oh, yeah, I'm an Aquarian too. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> so definitely know the water. So yeah, earth, you know, we've got, we talked about the dryads, you've got the gnomes, you've got, you know, earth is also those um, borrowers I talked about, the, the gnome in the garage with your power tools, things like that. But don't forget the, the unicorn and, you know, the, those other earthly creatures too. Uh, they, they are also considered part of that earth elemental. Now the, Earth elemental within our body is our bones, our flesh, our our muscles, and things like that. So we always think of these guides and stuff just outside of us, but we ourselves are made up of those elementals. So you know, when you interact with that elemental Earth elemental, they also are caretaking you too. Like I just mentioned, and helping reduce the fire fire elemental. So you can have those fairies you work with, even that unicorn, and have that unicorn bring that healing for your physical health, which is awesome. Your physical bones, your teeth. So uh, when we get to uh, air, you mentioned the sprites, but that also includes all those different, uh, you know, flying fairies and even the jet stream itself. So a lot of dragons and thunderbirds and, and all kinds of different spirits are in those weather formations that fly over us so they can twirl and twist like a tornado i know we had some pretty bad tornadoes that just came through texas and stuff and again those nature spirits get really wound up and when they're spinning like that they are pulling in that vortex of negative energy there's so much negative energy that we're processing on the planet 
lightning strikes, thunderstorms, tornadoes, different uh, weather systems help to shift and clear the energy. So it's devastating. I know, and it's horrible that people lost their lives, but it also sucked in all that negative energy to transform it on the planet. Why, partly why our weather is so severe is because of all the healing energy that's needed to counterbalance all the negativity that's happening on the planet. When we get into water, you know, not only do we have the, the water nymphs, but silkies, speaking of Ireland and Scotland, you've got these yes. little beautiful little water spirits that look like seals, but they're actually women or women that are seals, depending on what way you find them. They're kind of similar to mermaids, and mermaids also being connected to the water, undulies and all the different kind of water sprites and spirits. I worked at a water nursery, and it could be completely still, no wind and I would watch them dance across the top of the ponds where the lilies grew and I could see them and they would come up and tug on me and throw because um, I was mucking out all the allergy and stuff. They would throw it at me. I'd get it in my hair, I'd get splatted on my glasses, on my face and, and they just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, hey. And then I turn around and my pruners would be missing and my my water bottle would be missing because they would take it over to the fae side, the fairy realm. And, you know, I'd go, hey, give that back. And then I'd turn back and it'd be exactly where I left it. So they do have a way of disguising stuff to, to make it disappear. They can take it to the spirit realm and make it disappear like that paperwork. And then be like, okay, we'll give it back. And then it will appear suddenly. <laughs> well, now, you know, I'm starting to wonder, are you yourself, Faye? Are you yourself a dragon or, or fairy spirit? So that they Maybe. are trying to tell you <laughs> that, that you're just one of them. They're trying to pull you back to remembering who you belong to. Exactly. And that's, that's a, a lot of the work I've been doing for 25 years is helping people remember what they are. We need to drop the human part of human being and just be beings again. Be that star nation, be that a fairy, a dragon, or angelic realm. We're all beings, and we have been a lot of different things. Some of us have multiple sets of wings because we have been multiple different things. But it is. That's part of the magic returning on the planet is us awakening and remembering what we are. And yeah, why not? <laughs> this is why a lot of the callers that have called in are so intimate with their dragons, with their fairies. It's why they have made these relationships, because it's not just this one lifetime. It's multiple lifetimes. Like the caller I mentioned that she's got uh, dragon blood or, or fae. You know, it can be a heritage thing where it was through your family bloodline. All of our DNA Ancestry.com stuff we're doing is helping us find our lineages, but we need to look beyond just the human part of it. You know, the mention earlier uh, about her growing up in, uh, forgive me, I can't remember her name. Uh, she was growing up in Ireland. Yeah. Omina. And that is, yeah. Oh, Amina, thank you. So that is a, um, a, a truce that humans and fairies and dragons had, which is humans would stay to the cities and the fae would stay to the dark places of the woods. So that got perpetuated to not wander off in the woods. And if you did, the, the fairies would steal the children. And, and she mentioned it. And that is uh, part of the truce that was made so that the wars wouldn't continue. You know, 
uh, us, you know, as we, like any good species, when we left uh, Lemuria and Atlantis and all that, when we started, you know, before that, before we first came here as spiritual beings and becoming physical, it was the phase, the dragons that took care of us. They taught us how to be physical. They taught us how to be in these bodies and to integrate into this world. But like any good two-year-old, we got in a big war because... Yeah, we got bratty. We didn't want to listen to advice and help and any of that. And we caused it a big war. And to to help with that, because Mother Earth said enough, she didn't want her children fighting anymore. The Star Nation came down to arbitrate a truce. And dragons, fairies on one side, humans and angels on the other. And everybody had to do to behave themselves. But part of that was they created the veil, the spirit realm. So fairies, dragons, and angels all had to go to the other side, or those that decided to go to the other side. Humans, again, to the cities, fae to the dark forest. Now, there were some beings, I mentioned this with the dragons, they fell asleep. They didn't care what side. They didn't, didn't want to be a part of any of it, so they literally fell asleep. And sometimes these dragon eyes, like this mind in, I think in, UK somewhere it looks like a giant eye. Yeah, it's probably a dragon that fell asleep and became stone. Um, some of our different reports like Loch Ness Monster, Lake Champagne, these different ones, even Amazon has these spirits that are really deep in the jungle or in the mountains and they're slumbering. The really amazing thing is they're waking up right now. 2022 is a year, a master teacher year. This is a powerful year. And it's not just about humans waking up. We talk about the ascension and the awakening process. It's not just for us. Everything is awakening and ascending. Nature is changing. Those elements are changing. And these beings that were once slumbering are waking up. Hence all the earthquakes we've been having. The volcanic shifts and fire. I didn't mention fire. Fire, be that the dragon or the salamander or that fire spirit I mentioned that you can just light with intention of a candle. These these fire spirits, water spirits, air spirits, and earth spirits, they're all here to help us. They all want to party with us. They miss us. They miss having that communication. They don't want to stick to the dark woods anymore. They have adopted our technology. They're in your closet. They're stealing your keys, yet again, because they want to be part of your life. (laughs) Wow. Oh, wonderful. Um, Well, this is sort of interesting. You know, you might think this is not too related, but uh, we've got these two white knights of the Ashtar Command on the show, Rama and Tara. They're two of our co-hosts. And Rama gets these amazing reports from these rather amazing contacts of his. And one of them said to him recently, there are cloud ships over Manhattan and some of them are decloaking a bit. And I'm thinking, wow, it's all showing up right now. And I'm wondering, is do you feel like this is a big, almost like a tidal wave of energetic awakening and revelation that the nature spirits are coming forward and don't want to hide anymore and don't, you know, they're helping us wake up, waking up that third eye along with our ET friends. And it's all one kind of. What is above is below, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's always a balance. It's always a mirror. Like I mentioned to the one caller, it was why Mother Earth moved him where he's at. He's a guardian. And for a lot of people, we've been recently in the last five years moved. Even I moved to a different location. And it's, yes. it, we are. We're like, an, uh, like a bridge between the heavens and earth. It's one of our deals that we have being in this body. You know, from that, that, that negotiation that happened, that star nation, the fairy, the dragon, the human, the angel, we all incarnated in these bodies right now. And we've been mentoring, shepherding, and helping this planet for a long time. Part of that awakening that's happening, reclaiming your magic, is remembering who you are and letting go of the trauma and drama from the past. It's forgiving and apologizing for some of our past because we haven't always got along with our brothers and sisters on this planet. Again, maybe your ancestry hunted dragons. Maybe your ancestor plowed over that fairy portal tree. So it's important that we apologize, you know, we make amends, but also there is an opportunity for us to bring that light, that love, that healing, not only to ourselves, but to the environment, the world around us. The other reason why the Fae are speaking out and really revealing themselves is they need help. It's like, think of the the fairies and all those beautiful nature spirits like the garbage man. I know this is a weird analogy, but every week your garbage is picked up. Even if you don't see the truck, even if you don't see your can or dumpster like emptied, it magically happens every week. And that's the fairies. They're always there cleaning up our pollution, cleaning up our trash as best they can, but they get overloaded. So they get our attention. And and one of the ways that we can really give back to nature, these fairy spirits, nature spirits, is when you're walking around, pick up a piece of trash. Help them with their job. If you see a dried plant this summer, water it. Give it some water. Put out water with some stones in it for the bees so they have something to drink. It's these little acts of kindness that we do to animals, nature, insects, but also the fairies that helps us to live as one on this planet. And didn't you guys just this last hour talk about be one, one, oneness, we're all one? We need to start doing it for everything. You mentioned in the last hour about consciousness. We need to look beyond just our consciousness as humans, and we need to see the consciousness in that tree, in that rock, in that flower, in everything. Everything is conscious. Everything has energy, and it's all changing with us. When we're aware of that, then we can have a communication with it. We can have a relationship with it. We can then be one together. Very beautiful. Thank you for that. Absolutely wonderful insight. Um, and I just channeled something similar on that in that vein today. So I absolutely agree. I think we've got someone online too, um, named Penny. We've got uh, one, but Penny, this is, might be another one. Are, are you there? No, this is the one, the one and only. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. You can hear me, right? Um, uh, Raven, I wanted to um, ask you about this land that um, I'm living on. Um, my husband and I bought the property back in '72, and we've tried. And a couple of times, we thought we were going to uh, move away, and we never did. We ended up coming back here, 
at, at the one point we thought uh, we would retire and go somewhere else. And we're driving around, checking out various places around the, the city, like in the greater city area. And all of a sudden, we're coming back one Sunday afternoon, and <laughs> the words were not grandfatherly, but it was basically, oh, what a dumbass I am. He said, I know what we can do. Um, we can uh, subdivide this property. And that's what we did. And consequently, um, we moved further back into the bush, well, what's called bush, and, you know, we moved a few trees and dug our house in. But there's always been that sense that we're here for a reason, but have never really quite identified the reason. And one time we had a friend come visit who was uh, psychic, and she knew that, and she identified that there had been Indian camps here, in, uh, in, uh, where the water is a little further back yet, and uh, uh-huh. that it had not been a permanent resident place, but uh, that had been, you know, just a summer yeah. camp as they were travel- yep. traveling around. And uh, sometimes I've seen portals. Well, I haven't actually seen the portals. Well, I did see one portal with my eyes, but I've seen a couple of portals, but I've only done it through the camera and seen them afterwards, or I've seen animals behaving strangely taken pictures Mm -hmm. and then uh, checked it out with uh, my resident uh, expert and found out that, yes, in fact, that these were portals. And I still think that I'm here, even though Len isn't, at least in physical, uh, for some sort of a a reason. We talked about setting up a teaching um, area here, and none of those, those ideas are still viable, even though I'm theoretically on my own. But... um, I don't believe I'm on my own in the least, and so on. But anyway, I just wanted some more insight into this because it's, well, it's pretty you, interesting. You, you, you've actually I just feel like I'm tied there. to this land for some reason. Definitely, and, and I, 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 I'm right there with you. I tried leaving the valley I'm in here at the foothills of the Cascades, looked at other places, and I literally moved like two country blocks from my old home because, again, yeah. the land, this valley, kept me here and my medicine wheel. So for any of you that know me, I, I caretake a 50-foot medicine wheel, and it's linked in to multiple medicine wheels around the whole entire Puget Sound area that we access to help balance the energy of the Cascades and the volcanoes here. So the portal I have is very active, and my medicine wheel is very active. And just like you, the the natives use this this land here, this valley, quite a bit. And there's a sacred waterfall not too far from me that they used for healing. So that all that is connected, just like your summer camp where you're at. So the image I get. You have your house fairy or house spirit that watches over you. I definitely get a sense of kind of an angelic female being that watches over you and protects your home. But then you have the land spirits too. So definitely get the native energies. Felt that right away. It was a summer camp. And you you are a guardian for the land. That's why it hasn't let you go. You're protecting the land. So if that is something that you do decide at one time to go, to leave, you will have to 
to be sure you announce that and say, you know, I ask you to please find the new guardian and I need you to let me go. You'll have to formally request that in spirit. But for now, you're the guardian that is very happy to keep you there physically and you partner with those spirits of the land and the house to take care of the whole area. So your prayers, Mm -hmm. your energy work, your healing work, all that you do is multiplied, magnified through the land. So any of those prayers you're doing there in that that back area, because that was that sacred area where the portals are, not only does it affect you and your health, but you send it out hundreds of miles in all directions. You're really affecting the ley lines of that area. And that's what where a portal is, is where ley lines cross. So you have several there on your property, that larger area. So you, you are guarding it right now. And the spirit mm. I see for I the, the land I have the idea of, of creating uh, one of those mazes, like the one from Chartres. Labyrinth. But, and, yeah. and, but I never ever thought of, of medicine wheels because I had never, you know, that it, that wasn't really familiar with me. So and, and then to it me. can be just simply five rocks. It can be just simple five rocks put in your garden, not very big, but it anchors that energy in. When you create a medicine wheel, whatever design that you use, whatever stones or colors you use, it's a personal thing. So whatever you do is perfect out of crystals, out of statues, whatever you use, that makes an instant portal. It makes an instant platform for you to be able to walk between dimensions walk between those different directions, seasons, and elements. It is why I use it so much in my readings for people, because I can not only uh, connect to the land for myself, but I can read read uh, the information coming in, the elements and the healing for a client when I walk on their behalf on my wheel. So try it. Try five stones in a circle in your in that yard. You can feel the shift. Wow. Well, there are there are others rocks like I'm talking huge ones that we moved when we when we built the because um, uh, this is a house that builds into the hill. So on, when nice. you're on the ground level, you can just literally walk out onto the ground, but uh, you come upstairs to come into the upper upper level. And I've got some rocks that can only be moved with you know with a piece of equipment. And I had been thinking about. Uh, creating a block wall at the back of the house to, to um, add more soil for the roots of the trees um, that we disturbed, and also so that nice. I don't tip over well, and fall backwards when I'm picking giant. cherries. <laughs> I was going to do that, and then put those rocks back in where we found them, more or less. You know that I had been thinking about that, but even some of those could be set up. I think. You know, well, and this is definitely a, something I would suggest. Maybe not in my garden is, mind, you know, but uh, somewhere well, else. Ask, ask, ask that gnome or fairy representative that's in charge of the land to come forward and help you plan that. That is something that you can do is work with nature, work with those architects of nature, and that will make your project much easier so you're not fighting stuff so much. They'll oftentimes yeah. tell you what, where to plant things, where to move a rock and stuff, and you're doing it with nature nature instead of against nature. So, you know, I mm. see a little gnome that's that's with a shovel. His name is Fred. He's coming forward. He oh. said he'd be happy to help you. Well, that's good. I have a brother called Fred, so that would be nice. <laughs> All right. I, I, do, do you know uh, the Paralandra? 
I, I think this so, was, yeah. This was for Raven to ask her if she knew the Paralandra group on the East Coast. Oh, no. Paralandra? No, I don't know that one. Uh, okay. I'm more West Coast. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Thank I'll sign so off. Much, I think I've taken enough time. I, I'll sign off Aww. for now. Thanks a lot, Raven. Yeah, keep holding that energy. Thank you for being a portal keeper. Okay, thanks. I'll go talk to Fred. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Penny. Um, well, Raven, it's it's been so phenomenal to have you on. I just have maybe one or two other questions, but I want to give people your uh, website. It's ravenmedium.com, and you do individual sessions with people as well. Is that right? I do. So I walk that medicine wheel and I talk to all your guides, fairies, dragons, angels, ascended masters, uh, ancestors, anybody that wants to show up and help you get connected <clears throat> and get that communication going. Wonderful. Absolutely great. So people, if they go to ravenmedium.com, can they book through your website? Yes, definitely. I recommend the uh, Discover Your Spirit Guides uh, on the medicine wheel. It's a half an hour session. It's a great introduction. I even have a free 15 minute intro chat. Someone wants to just chat with me and see how I can help them and definitely take a look at my YouTube, uh, my <clears throat> YouTube channel, Raven mini voices. I mentioned a couple of videos there. I have one on greetings from the fairy realm. If you want to learn more about how to talk to the fairies and see that great fairy portal in my backyard, I also have a video on portals because we mentioned portals several times tonight. I got a video that teaches you not only how to recognize a portal, but how to work with one too. So I definitely recommend that on my YouTube channel. Oh, fantastic. So you've got a video on your YouTube channel that explains that then. Um, I do. All right. all right. Wonderful. And now for classes, um, you've got a different website for that. And I do learn it live.com Raven no. forward slash Raven is my learn it live. And I've got, wow, almost 80 classes on there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I even just did a spring Eagle Knox ceremony on the wheel last week and the meditation included for free. It's totally free. You just have to register. It was on reclaiming your magic. So I get a guided meditation that helps you go back to your past lives and pull your magic forward in time to the here and now. I really recommend it. It helps well, take advantage of the energy of this year to reclaim that magic. And we talked about that tonight on tonight's show. So definitely take a look. It's the the latest class that I put on there on my learnitlive.com uh, webpage. Wonderful. Uh, it looks like we've got one last caller, Chin from Florida. Go ahead, Chin. Can you hear me? Can you me hear me right? Hi, Raven. Um, this is like the most intriguing thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I'm so interested. I'm so interested in this. At one point in time, something happened to me, and the doctor said that I died. And for some reason, I came back, and he goes, "Why you don't have brain damage? We don't know. It's it's just you know strange phenomena." But now I'm curious: Is there any Angels, or any gnomes, or any fairy? Is there something that follows me? 
Like I see Archangel Michael big time behind you. So you've got the angel of protection, literally a 12 foot angel with a flaming blue sword <laughs> walking behind you. Wow. Definitely have him with you. I do see a warrior next to you too. He's got, um, I think he's, I think he might be Viking or Celtic descent. Cause I can see kind of a uh, tattoo just underneath his, eye cheekbone going across his face he's got some earrings in and his which is a, a type of necklace but he's definitely warrior he's got like either a wolf or bear cloak um pelt on and the leather armor and the sword so it's either an ancestor for you or a uh, spirit guide that is guiding you and protecting you so you got two mighty warriors on either side of you protecting you Good thing, huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, I have different, like, statues of angels and stuff like that around the house. Is yeah. is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, old? totally. Yep. <laughs> okay. he's, a, he's a famous one. He's usually with a sword and a shield and usually... Uh, striking down a serpent or a dragon sometimes, but, but uh, yeah, he, he, he gets around. He, there's a lot of images of him, but I, I, he's awesome to work with. And, and it makes sense. He's there. He's, he's protecting you. He's your personal trainer. He helps you make sure you go work out and the, and uh, make sure you, you, you do your work and stuff. So he, he's helping you more than just protecting. He really is your go-to guide behind you. So reach out, make a personal connection with him. Our guides aren't just a statue. It is some something that's in our heart. So it helps us to be able to interface with divine spirit. However, <clears throat> we connect with that spirit. That 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 relationship you have with Archangel Michael is your relationship. So definitely connect with him and, and go deeper in that relationship. He's here. He calls you brother. So that means he's very close to you. Oh. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good evening. You're welcome. Thank you, Chen. Good to hear from you. Oh, my goodness. I just have one quick last question, Raven. Uh, I, I'm so full of thanks that you would come to, back to the show and share more. And we'll have to have you back because I know you're full of even more astounding stories and information. <laughs> I know. I didn't even get to share all the stories on everybody. <laughs> Um, but our friend Rama, who's uh, one of the co-hosts, will go into the woods up in the mountains up above Santa Fe. And he, in cold weather, at least, he talks to the snowflake beings. Have you ever heard of those before? I had never heard of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a drum. I have a Thunderbird drum that I get in trouble when I play because the snow comes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I, I am very intimate with the snow snowflake uh, fairies and that weather and even the snow dragons and ice dragons, thunderbirds too. I'm very intimate with the thunderbirds or thunder beings. I have a certain incense I like to burn for them. Um, it's uh, called a judio dupapan, which is a, a Nepal thunder being incense. It's a little harder to get, and I just found a, a new website to order it, so I'm so excited. But when I light it, when there's a thunderstorm coming, it will circle my whole entire area of the mountain where I live four times before it moves on because it likes the incense so much. 
Wow. Yeah. And again, that's that, that's what I've been talking about all night tonight. If anything, if you've been listening to this and you walk away with something, I want everybody to know that it's all about relationships. It's not just about reading about the fairies in a book or using an oracle card or something like that. It's about creating a relationship. Talk to that fairy. Talk to that gnome that's guarding your computer and say, hey, dude, you took my paper clip. Can I have that back? They'll do that. Negotiate with them. It's about having a relationship. So, you know, trade a penny. Give them a piece of Hershey's chocolate and say, here, I'll, I'll trade you a piece of chocolate to give you my earring back or the remote control. Look under your couch. It's under the couch. That's what they just said. So <laughs> it's, oh, it's about oh, listening. Omina's remote control is under the couch. Yep. <laughs> they took it. <laughs> and that's it. No, they they, think... they make stashes. <laughs> I remember going into an office because I do house blessings. I had gone into this office and I could see the gremlins running all over the place. I could feel it. It's making my skin crawl. And <laughs> and I had seen it remote viewing before I even got to the office building. So when I arrived, I said, could you do me a favor? Because it was a kind of an office party and there was a whole group. So we had two of the guys pull out the refrigerator freezer, and behind it was all the staplers, the paper clip remover, paper clips, pins. It was like a whole entire office supply behind that refrigerator freezer because that was their stash place. They were absolutely blown away. They're like, what the heck? And it was the gremlins. So... So gremlins are a real thing, not just that cute movie with the mogwai. They are real things. And, yes, they do like to break things. And it's not that they're breaking things. They like to fix things. They just do it really badly. So <laughs> if you have an appliance at home that's breaking on you all the time, your computer, your washing machine, your printer, you might have a gremlin in there that's trying to fix it. So if if anybody's having this happen, what you do is try to find a broken down car or, or something in your neighborhood or on your drive that you saw. Really visualize that broken down car or truck and then tell that gremlin, hey, I have something that really needs to be fixed. Could you go fix it? They will happily leave your wash machine, your dryer, or whatever's not working, or your weed whacker, and go fix that broken down car or truck instead. This has worked so many times. It also has worked the other way. I have had neighbors that have played their stereo at 4 o'clock in the morning and drove everybody crazy. So I asked a gremlin to go fix it. Oh, the blessed silence was so lovely. And it was punctuated with someone saying F-bombs because the stereo wouldn't work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, if anything you walk away with from tonight, some good stories, some chuckles, and maybe some wonder is you can create relationships with these beings, be it an angel, a fairy, a dragon, and they want to have a relationship with you. So bring them into your heart. Start having conversations. Have that gremlin go fix your uh, stereo, your neighbor's stereo at four o'clock in the morning, and have fun. It's about working with these spirit guides. They're here to love you and to help you. Oh, so beautiful! Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Raven. Uh, what a joy to have you on. 
And uh, again, Raven does do sessions with people. Go to ravenmedium.com. Um, there's also learnitlive.com forward slash Raven for her classes. Uh, go to, you put in a search for Raven Many Voices. Those are two words, Many Voices uh, on YouTube. And also uh, you can find her on Facebook. Raven's always got really wonderfully funny stuff on her Facebook page. So I love it to bits. I visit whenever I need a good chuckle. She's got these really <laughs> wonderful humorous <laughs> cartoons and and live commentary and it's just wonderful so what a huge blessing to have you here thank you so much uh really lovely um so alrighty, unless one of um my co-hosts have has a question we'll close out for the evening caroline so oh yes Uh uh-huh i just i just want to tell raven that she is such a delight and such a breath of fresh air that Aww. I truly appreciate your gift of being you and lightening up all of us on this call tonight. You are a delight. And I mean the light. Thank you. Aww. Thank you so much. I just want to thank all of you for, for all that you do, bringing that light, that insight, this form for being able anybody to feel safe and ask questions and thank you for making space not only for me because i'm a voice for these dragons these unicorns these fairies everybody that came through tonight and archangel michael because he he got in there too so thank you thank you for allowing me to share my spark it is my joy passion and service to help people connect the spirit so thank you so much for helping me out tonight raven many voices This is Tara. <laughs> Go ahead, Tara. Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to say you mentioned the unicorns, and I was wondering if they have a message before you leave. Yeah, to step gently on the earth. We need to be diligent in understanding how we use our energy every day. Ooh. And that's from. Um, a beautiful, large unicorn with a gold horn and a gold mane. Oof. Yeah. Look for fairy circles. Oh, you mentioned fairy circles. I get them all the time in my wheel. White, either white mushrooms or white flowers that are like raindrops, like circles upon circles upon circles. I got to make sure I take a photograph next time. They usually come with full moon. And they, the legend is every time a unicorn steps on the earth, a fairy ring appears. They're portals to the fairy realm. Wow. Fantastic. Oh, so much there. Thank you so much again, Raven. We've been speaking with Raven many voices. Uh, oh, sorry. Was Rama going to say something or? Um... Rama, were you going to say something? Oh, I just wanted to thank you, Raven, for sharing these stories and energies because I see this all the time. This is the realm that I live in and share these stories with the world. And in a sense, um, for the past two years, because of this so-called pandemic, 
instead mm-hmm. of hanging out with people, hang out with all the kingdoms because they're <laughs> here to help us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Lovely. Thank you, Raven. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, how about next Absolutely. week? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely looking on. forward to coming back. <laughs> I'll have to see what realm wants to come through this time. <laughs> well, we've got to have you more often than just once every six months. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So absolutely, we'll have you back. So again, uh, thank you so much to our audience. You've been listening to Raven, many voices on a night at the roundtable. Uh, many blessings, huge thanks to uh, my co-hosts and uh, friends of the show, Mike and Penny. And so we're ready with the music, Dawn, whenever you are. And huge blessings all. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much.